Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to take a quick second right now if you haven't done it already and hit that subscribe button. Hit it. Hit it with a passion. Yes, and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this. Also, don't forget I'm on YouTube. If you want to check me out on YouTube, just search YouTube with uh, DeHuff Uncensored. And again, take that quick second and hit that subscribe button. A lot to get to today. We're going to talk a lot about some weird science stuff that's going on right now. And I and one just it's been going on for a while. And the other one is just like, ooh, it kind of scares me. We're going to get into those plus some current events right now. And we're going to kick things off talking about Elon Musk. Elon Musk spent three billion dollars to become the majority shareholder of Twitter, giving him like a nine point two percent sharehold in the company and it's freaking out a lot of the the employees over at twitter and it's kind of funny to read some of their their comments we'll get into that but it's interesting because elon's been trying to you know obtain all these stocks since uh the end of january he's been chipping away every time that there's a, a, a trading session he's been buying more and more stocks he ends up buying three billion dollars worth And now he has a huge influence on the company. And let's be honest, if you ever use the Twitter platform, which I do, I like Twitter, it has a lot of cool things. But one of the biggest, there's two things. Uh, One, Elon and and everybody else has kind of noticed that they have issues with censorship, where sometimes they over-censor individuals. and, And that's something that Elon's been complaining about for a while. And you can kind of see that. I've had tweets get removed because somehow it was sensitive. I've had things blocked out because they said it was sensitive. Uh, There was a time where uh, I posted a video of Mark Schlereth and I in a bathtub with our shirts off. Yeah, it was a bubble bath. Two grown men can have a bubble bath. Anyway, it was for a joke video and they removed it initially. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious? So there's a lot of times that somebody somehow, some way got removed, but then I posted it again and it was fine. So it's weird. And and there's a whole big other can of worms that goes into the censorship thing. And we can kind of get into that in a, in a second, but it is interesting with that. He also uh, made comment. One of the big things that uh, customers or users of the platform, Twitter is edit button and, and Elon did a quick polls talking about, would you want an edit button on Twitter? And the overwhelming majority was just like, yes, we would. And, and, and kind of going with that, there's a lot of the uh, employees at Twitter now are just kind of upset. Like he's, he's rattling the cage. And, and we'll read into this real quick of, of these comments probably some bad comments by these employees and, and and it's a little jaw dropping in fact laura cohen the company's global head of partners tweeted good morning to our new overlord do you think that now here's the thing here's the thing do you guys ever see that skit with um and i should i just thought of it now but uh that key and peel where it's like when you're texting somebody it can you just don't really know. You don't get the emotion. You don't get the inflection. You don't know if there's sarcasm or whatever. You can misread a text. 
And you can also misread a tweet. And basically, one guy's like, what you doing? And then on the other end, the guy's like, what you doing? And he's like all pissed off. He's like, whoa, what, what the fuck? Like, he's just all pissed off. Sorry, dude. Missed your texts. I assumed we'd meet at the bar. Whatever. I don't care. Sorry, dude. Missed your texts. I assumed we'd meet at the bar. Whatever. I don't care. Whatever. I don't care. The fuck is his problem? Do you even want to hang out? Do you even want to hang out? Oh, that's considerate. Like I said, whatever. Like I said, whatever? Fuck this guy. I, as I read these tweets, I don't know if they're joking or not. And they could easily come back and say, dude, I was just joking. But that's where you kind of attach like a smiley face to it and at least go, but there's a fucking smiley face. You, uh, you can't fire me. There was a smiley face. <laughs> that's your excuse. Every like tweet you do, just have a smiley face. Be like, I was clearly joking. <laughs> Obviously, there's a smiley face. Somebody wrote within the company, Elon Musk just temporarily, at least, made me a lot of money, and I still dislike him. That was by uh, Harold Dewar. So I can't pronounce his last name. So he's a team lead on Twitter. That one, that one, that's a stupid tweet. And to be honest, that guy's going to be on a radar now. Be like he's disgruntled. He's fearful of change. And here's the thing. There was a surge in the company's stock value once Elon took over or took over that majority sharehold of 30%. That's a big jump. And I there's there's a lot of debate on why people are upset. They're like, oh, they're gonna ruin the values of Twitter. Oh, uh, the company's just gonna dwindle, or he's only about making money. Listen, as of right now, he's done more of listening to the to the consumer than Twitter has. Edit button. Listen, people have been bitching about that for years. It's a simple thing. God forbid somebody actually listens to the customer. I'm sure there's some other shit in there that he's going to be doing too. But listen, everybody gets fearful when a, somebody new comes in. I When I worked at 104.3 The Fan, there was a time when we went from Lincoln Financial owning us to Bonneville owning us. And it was this transition period. And everybody, not everybody, I shouldn't say everybody. There was a good chunk of people that freaked out because Bonneville is owned by a Mormon church. And they have values. God forbid people have values these days. And they did. And they stuck by them. And they're like, listen, if you're not building up a community, if you're not lifting up the listeners, then what are you doing? And maybe you shouldn't be here. And don't be tearing people down. So there was a few people in the room that flipped their fucking lids when we had a meeting. <laughs> because the big thing is you couldn't say ass. <laughs> like They're like, you can't be saying that. Like Until we figure everything out, we got to be you know walking on eggshells a little bit. They got to get used to us. We got to get used to them type of thing. So let's just be lean on the side of caution with our language and, and how we present things, right? And I remember 
DMAC and Al. <laughs> them freaking out because, like, how are we going to be a number one show if we can't say ass? <laughs> that was literally <laughs> said at the meeting. And I remember sitting right next to them and be like, if your show and its success rides on you saying the word ass, then your show fucking sucks. I said something to that. The, I don't know how I capped it off. But it's like, then I think you got a lot more problems with your show than you realize. And they're just, I remember Scott Hastings in the corner just, because I essentially just like, you know, swatted them on the butt and said, shut up. And Hastings in the corner is just like, yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I love Hastings. So funny. But it's just like, okay, we all fear change. It's change sucks. I get it. And reading some of these these comments by the employees, it's just like, it's a bad look on you. Oh, there was another one, too, that I saw. And the guy's just like, they're like the next board meeting uh, with Elon and it was Wario is from SNL when uh, Elon was in a Wario costume in, in front of a board meeting, something like that. And it's just like these guys, it's like it, it comes off bad. It, that Dems bad optics. OK, bad optics. It does not look good when you tweet like this. Now, the good thing is, is they're using the platform and it is getting people to talk more about the platform. And this whole idea that that Elon is is going to have some major influence now on the platform that he uses, he's an actual user, a big time user. I mean, this is a good thing for Twitter, because when you look at the numbers, TikTok is like dominating as far as social platforms. Twitter, last time I checked, was like in ninth place. And there's a lot of miscellaneous platforms in between them and TikTok. They're losing a race. They need this to happen. Here's the way I look at it, too. These disgruntled employees, they're comfortable. That's the problem. They're comfortable. They've been skating by and essentially, essentially stealing a paycheck. Because look at Twitter. It hasn't really evolved very much in the past few years. They've added, what, spaces or some dumb shit that only a few people, you know, partake in. It's just this dumb, I don't, I don't even like it. I'm sure there's people that do like it. But that's, you, you haven't done jack shit. And, and, and to sit there and bitch and complain, uh, there was one, here I'll tell you the, the what was the one, at, at Twitter comms. Now that everybody's asking, yes, we've been working on the edit feature since last year. No, we didn't get the idea from the poll. We're kicking off testing on Twitter Blue. The Twitter Blue, I mean, $2.99 a month. I'm not going to pay for tw Twitter Blue so I can fucking edit. That's dumb. They, I'm not a computer scientist, guys. But Jesus, don't act like that this is rocket science. You can fucking listen to your customers and go, yeah, I want an edit button. We can make that happen. Just turn it on. Hit the power button for that. <laughs> uh, I just, it's like, God forbid you earn your paycheck, guys. There's a lot of people out there that fucking grind every single fucking day. And everything that I've seen from the people that work at Twitter, are they're just bitching and complaining because they're like, ah, I'm so used to doing it this way. Ugh, gross. 
Now he's trying to make us better. <laughs> it's like, fuck off. Don't be lazy. It will be interesting to see with the censorship if, if, if they do allow Donald Trump to come back. That would be interesting. Again, always a great follow. <laughs> you don't know what he's going to say. Be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Holy shit, he said that. Oh, my God. Can't wait to see the reaction on. Oh, Jesus. You need to start looking at the, you know, the, the response on those. And half of them are like Twitter bots and whatever. Have you ever seen that, by the way, on social media? You see, you start going, reading comments, and then you see the way something's written, and you see the profile picture, and then like like five down, all of a sudden you see the exact same verbiage, and it's a, just a different picture. It's like, I hate these Twitter bots. It's so fucking dumb. Anyway, very interesting to see what's going on with Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I think this this is a good thing for the quote unquote failing Twitter. Okay, Twitter needs this to happen, and employees need to just take a deep breath and go, okay, if I want to have a job, I need to sit there, take a deep breath, and go, okay, this is a new challenge for me. Okay, this is what it's like to have a real fucking job. Shit changes, and you have to adjust. If you cannot adjust, they will find somebody that can do your fucking job and that will adjust. So quit bitching and complaining and be grateful you have a fucking job at Twitter and just move forward. Fuck, you lazy shits. Anyway, I'm excited for, for Elon to you know, start tinkering with this shit. And it's not to say that everything he says goes. But at least he's asking questions, and at least he's trying to evolve the, the platform. And it was funny, uh, and somebody did write this about the edit button. And a Twitter user wrote, I make a tweet about how ice cream is delicious. You like that tweet. I edit it instead to say, I support punching puppies. <laughs> Which is funny. Have we... Discovered the issue yet with the edit button? Well, the solution to that is to have a tweet edit history so you could see all the edits made to each tweet or the edited tweet. So if, if somebody likes the original tweet, you, it shows who liked the original tweet. And then after every edit, I, I'm sure that that's possible to do. I'm not an IT guy. Clearly, I'm an idiot. But I'm telling you, it's not that complicated. There's a lot of fucking smart people out there. Don't act like this is rocket science. There's a solution for every problem. Don't act like it's like this crazy thing. And guess what? Lauren Cohen, your overlord, Elon Musk. Yeah, he's coming for you. You're on a list now. <laughs> Anybody makes a bad tweet, you're on a list. Don't do that. Kind of a bad look. Speaking of bad look. Do you know <laughs> that uh, there was a guy, Antonio Sherrod McGarty, uh, he's accused of masturbating four times in the seat next to a female passenger on Southwest. Yeah, apparently that's frowned upon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's illegal too. Yeah, maybe after 9-11 where everybody gets so sensitive. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. 
<laughs> Thanks a lot, Ben Laden. As much as I joke about this, this is pretty disgusting. A woman took photos that the, was sitting next to the masturbator. When he fell asleep, she told the flight crew what happened. They quickly moved her to another seat on the flight. The woman turned the photos over to the Phoenix police. When the flight landed, the FBI interviewed him and says he didn't think the female passenger was uncomfortable with him masturbating, and he thought it was kind of kinky. That's a quote. He said it was kind of kinky. So McGarty is facing charges related to the lewd, indecent, and obscene acts. So again, FYI. It's frowned upon like masturbating on an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's illegal too. Yeah, maybe after 9-11 where everybody gets so sensitive. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Ah, <laughs> uh, you gotta love the hangover. Still good. I like hangover the first one and the second one. Third one is just garbage. The second, but it's just like the second one was just so obvious. Like there's like, let's just do the same fucking storyline. It's brilliant. We'll make millions. But anyway, who knew? Can't masturbate on a plane. At least not in front of anybody. Go to the bathroom and do it. We're going to dive deep into science. Put on your lab coats, nerds, because we're taking a trip to the sci-fi lab. That's coming up. But first, everybody knows Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. They're amazing. They are. Everybody knows Total Beverage has an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits, and they also deliver. They also do curbside pickup. That's available for you. And they also do online wine education classes. So stop on by 104th and Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. Trust me, you're going to love it. And you can always find weekly deals, events, or even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Again, that's TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Okay, I admit it. Before the Minna McKinnon moved to town, I didn't know a hockey puck from a hamburger. You've never had my wife's cooking, eh? Now? Now I know the plus minus of everybody on the team. And I've checked out all their girlfriends on the internet. Shh. What's that? Shh. Okay? Uh, TMI? Snay on the whole intro-web thingy. But you get the point. We love hockey at the Blake Street Tavern. Stop by the corner of Park and Blake and watch the Minna Mac with game sound throughout our 18,000 square feet. It's a Blake Street Tavern where Denver watches sports. Wow. So this is kind of a big storyline in the science world that's going on right now. They're planning, experts, scientists, are planning to broadcast a radio message containing Earth's location deep into space in hope that it will one day be received and understood by an alien civilization. It's called the Beacon in the Galaxy, otherwise known as BITG. BITG message. It is essentially an updated version of the famous uh, uh, Arcebo message, which was uh, first transmitted back in 1974 for the same purpose. BITG will include a drawing of human DNA. Okay, Also have a drawing of our solar system and a diagram of the male and female form. That's beautiful. It also will contain a lot more information about our basic mathematics and science than the original message did. So it'll be a little bit more expanded. Information about the most common elements on Earth. A map showing current land masses on our planet. And an invitation to reply to the message. Please check yes or no if you want to 
You want to hang out. Okay. Remember when I did the episode on the dark forest theory? <laughs> this is like just an invitation for that to happen. And if you don't remember or you missed out on the dark forest theory, one, go back and find it. It's, it's a really good episode. I, I think it's just fascinating. I did a quick, in case you missed it, chunk of that. And it's like five, six minutes that I spent on it. Not, nothing that's going to really consume your whole day. But essentially what dark, dark forest theory is that the reason why we haven't officially encountered aliens is because they're sitting back and waiting, waiting to attack. Right? Because, and it's funny because when, when I did the episode on dark forest theory, I didn't realize what Stephen Hawking had said. So Stephen Hawking once said, if you look at history... Contact between humans and less intelligent organisms have often been disastrous from their point of view. And encounters between civilizations with advanced versus primitive technologies have gone badly for the less advanced. We think that this is a great idea because we think for some fucking reason that they're going to have great intentions. Be like, guys, let's just all hang out. You guys have alcohol and weed and stuff. We got this other stuff that is just going to blow your fucking mind. We'll just hang out, watch movies. <laughs> it's more likely that it's going to end badly. <sighs> Think about when you're in a situation where you're the clearly dominant individual. You take leadership. You take control over situations. Eventually, if they are the dominant, that's what's going to happen. And here's what's going to happen, too. There's going to be a point in time where we're trying to figure out who's the dominant. And guess what that means? Shit's going to get messy. It doesn't seem like this is a good idea. We just gave them a map and an invitation to come fight us. Essentially, we're going to get our nose busted in. Next thing you know, we're banging aliens, okay? I've seen it a million times, guys. Come on. <laughs> it's going to happen. I don't want to bang an alien, okay? Okay? Jeez. It would be weird, though. Anyway, we don't need to discuss this any further. But I just feel like that this is opening a door to chaos. And it sounds like it's a fairy tale waiting to come true where we're joining forces with, with other creatures that we didn't know existed before. And guess what? They're just like us. Have you met us? Have you met us? Have you met all the crazies out there right now that have been going on for centuries? There's a lot of nut jobs out there. Okay? That's just us. <laughs> And you think it's going to be okay if we invite another civilization to, that we have zero knowledge of to come here and interact with us? Do you think that's going to go well? It's not going to go well. Even if it did go well, as I've discussed before, somebody, at least on our side, is going to fuck it up. Have you not seen us? Come on. Turn on the news. There's a lot of fucked up people out there. I just think that this is a bad idea. 
Now, just because I say it's a bad idea doesn't change the, the minds of these scientists. They're still going to fucking do it. As of right now, there's no time set of when they're actually going to send the message. But they're going to send the message. They are, regardless if I agree with it or not. And I don't agree with sending it out there. Now, that being said, it would be fascinating if an, uh, another if an alien civilization out there received the message and responded and, you know, we become BFFs. That would be great. It would be great. I mean, if you're trying to look at the positive, yeah, okay, it could be cool. It could be they could join forces, help us heal the earth that we fucked up. Okay, that would be great. It would be great. But there's a big, big risk involved. But no risk it, no biscuit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just kind of like a last ditch effort in a sense to be like, dude, we screwed this thing up. Maybe there's somebody out there in the galaxies that could help us. Maybe that's kind of the way they're thinking about it. And I guess that's like a Hail Mary pass. Please, somebody out there catch it and please somebody come over here and help us because we kind of screwed things up. Maybe that's kind of like deep down there, they're the scientists hopes. And I know they did this originally back in 1974 and they're going to do it again. But it's just maybe that's the way they're looking at it. But it is very, very interesting to think about. So, I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. Maybe I'm just being Mr. Negative about it. And that's fine. I get it. But I often try to look at things from all... I try to uh, on multiple angles. And I just see more negative to this than the positive. Je ma vu. Do you know what je ma vu is? It's the opposite of deja vu. Okay. Deja vu, I'm going to sound really smart when I read when I read this. Deja vu is a mismatch between the two with positive subject recognition in the face of negative objective recognition. <laughs> huh? Huh? What? In other words, it's when you meet someone you have never met before and you feel like you've instantly, you instantly know them. Some put it down to be a misfire of short-term memories getting stored in long-term memory, making you feel like the situation has already taken place. That's déjà vu. Je vu, which I love saying, je vu, is the opposite. So, negative subjective re recognition. God, I sound so stupid when I try to when I try to sound smart. Basically, it's you walk into like a dining room in a home that you grew up in and it appears at least momentarily unfamiliar. Like you're seeing it for the first time. I've had deja vu. Let's go back to deja vu before we get into jamal vu. Deja vu, I've had it where uh, this happened recently. And, and it's funny because I could see it being one of those things where you're like they were saying that you could uh, somehow your short-term memory somehow accidentally files it into long-term memory. And it feels like you've experienced this before and you feel like this is nothing new. But 
I've had it plenty of times, plenty of times, where, and this happened the other day, I'm, I'm driving home, and it was the weirdest fucking thing, and I'm like, ooh, deja vu, and then I stop and I think there's going to be a, uh, like a van coming down the way, in like a white van, and sure enough, it fucking did, so that I have a hard time with, and be like, how is that possible then? Okay, I just, I've had that happen a couple times, but it's never, never anything of significance. It's never like, oh my God, uh, somebody's going to knock on the door and they're going to have a million dollars and, you know, nothing, nothing like severely impacting to my life. But so now, Jemavu is like you're in these moments where you're just like, I, I just does not seem familiar, but then it should be familiar. So these are some of the experiences that people have had, and maybe you've had these too. This one person on Reddit said, I once got off my regular bus stop to go home, and it was like stepping off a bus in a foreign country. I didn't recognize the street signs, location, nothing. I had to use Google Maps to make it the 300 feet to my front door. That's insane. Now, interestingly, this person actually experienced this phenomenon around when she was having migraines. So maybe that's what triggered it. Another person wrote, one time I was in my bedroom and it was like I was in a stranger's apartment. I didn't recognize anything and started to freak out a little until my dog came up to me and I realized that if my dog was with me, it probably was okay. Then I found mail addressed to me and thought, this has to be my own apartment. But it didn't look familiar to me at all. I mean, that's pretty freaky. Okay. One person wrote, I remember walking into my homeroom class and not recognizing anybody. I sat at an unfamiliar desk, I think it was mine, and tried to, my hardest to remember a single one of my classmates' names to no avail. I couldn't even recognize my friends. That's fucking creepy. This person wrote, I knew I shouldn't know all these people and their faces were familiar to me, but it's like my brain forgot everything about them. It was a really lethargic experience. Almost felt like a dream. I ended up going home sick. Oh, I guess this is in continuation. I ended up going home sick for, for the day once I couldn't recognize the learning material I was supposed to be working on at the time. Fascinating. Fascinating. I want to say that that's happened to me before where I've just had a moment where I'm like, this does not seem right. But I don't think I've ever had anything to that caliber. But here's what's interesting about Je Vu. And trust me, you're going to be saying that word all day. Je m'en veux. Je m'en veux. Je m'en veux. How are you? Je m'en veux. This is how you can induce je m'en veux. Oh, interesting. Repeating a word over and over again to yourself or writing that word down until it briefly loses all meaning to you or at least make you feel like that it is somehow incorrect or not a word at all. That is how you induce it. I have done that before. When it was 
my wife asked me how to spell something and I kept spelling it over, over and over again. And then I'm like, oh God. It's <laughs> like, wait, is that right? And I'm like, no, it doesn't seem right. It doesn't look right when I write it down. So I guess, yeah, try that. It could be a simple, simple word like a head, a head, a head. I'm not going to do that to you. But you know what I'm saying? You just say it over or write it over and over again, over and over again, and see what it does. See how long it takes you to look at it and go, uh, is that right? It just looks odd. It just doesn't look right. So apparently, according to studies, that's that's what how you induce it. And, and I have experienced that with the words where you're writing something and be like, this, the, why does this look weird to me? Now, people who have recently experienced deja vu are mo most likely or more likely to be inducted into feeling jema vu or a, or a similar phenomenon. So basically, if you've experienced deja vu, there's a good chance that you're going to experience jema vu. Interesting. Now, that being said, when I was looking around briefly, I couldn't find anything on how to induce deja vu, which is really a fascinating thing to me. Because while there are times where you experience deja vu and you're like, this seems familiar, then maybe you can't just quite, ex you can't predict what's going to happen next. But the fact that I have had moments where I've predicted what's come next just kind of throws me off. Because if it was just the, you know, the idea of, well, it just feels like it and I can't predict anything, then I could totally see that the short-term memory turning into long, being stored essentially in the long-term memory part of your brain, and that's where it gets confused. I could see that. But the fact that I, I, there's been plenty of times, and one most recently, and I'm able to predict what happens of something that is no, nowhere in sight, then all of a sudden I can predict that that's coming. A white van. That's interesting to me. It's almost like some, I don't know. I'm not sure what that is. And it, it bugs me. And it fascinates me. The human mind is such a brilliant thing. And so complex. And there's so much that we just don't know about it. Is it paranormal? I don't. I don't know. It could be. It could be as maybe I think that I'm predicting something and I'm not predicting something. I'm tricking myself. Who knows? Fascinating. If you have had anything like this, let me know. Again, you can always stay anonymous. Dahuffuncensored at gmail.com. I just think that's just interesting. I'd never heard of Je Ma Vu, but then when, the, when they discuss how you can induce it with the, the words and how to spell things and, and just saying a word over and over again, it just, okay, yeah, I have experienced that. But now I'm going to be like, have I ever experienced it in a different way? Like those other people have saying, like that they're confused. That person had to go home from school because they were just completely lost. So that wasn't even a, that wasn't like a momentary thing, like something that lasted like 30 seconds. To be in that situation, you, you would have to be 
going through that for at least 20 minutes or something. That's fascinating. That's scary. That's also something that could be, uh, I'd be curious if in the future, if that individual ends up having some sort of Alzheimer's or something like that, dementia, something like that. That would be, that's a sad and scary thing. Again, the human mind is so complex. Very interesting things to think about. That's very interesting stuff. Again, if you want to add your two cents on that, on je ma vu or deja vu or anything like that, please, again, to huff uncensored at gmail.com. Hitting the rewind button. Yeah, Elon Musk. I think that's a great move by Elon, and it's a great thing for anybody involved at Twitter. Whether you're a user or you're an employee there, I think that it's actually a good thing. It might be uncomfortable at first when you're experiencing any sort of changes or new expectations uh, for your job. I mean, it's going to be a little uncomfortable, but hey, guess what? We all, all have had to experience that at some point in our working uh you know, lives. So also something to take note, guys, you should not masturbate on a plane. It's frowned upon like masturbating on an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's illegal too. Yeah. Maybe after 9-11 where everybody gets so sensitive. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Uh, yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's disgusting. I'm sorry. If I saw somebody jacking off on a plane, I'd beat the shit out of them. And not in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wink, wink. <laughs> No, I'd be furious, especially if there was kids on the plane. Are you fucking serious? It's disgusting. And it's Southwest. It's not like this luxury plane. That's the other thing. It's like, dude, how did nobody else notice? I, I, just, I don't get that one. Do you not see the, the, his blanket going up and down, up and down? Disgusting. Uh, anyway, that's also one of those things, uh, ladies. Just a reminder, guys are perverts. She could have just done simply be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. And then she like laughs at one of his corny jokes or something. And he's like, oh, my God, she totally wants me. I'm going to start jacking off in front of her. Sorry, ladies. Bursting the bubble. Guys are perverts. We're all, we misunderstand things a lot. <laughs> we do. Not to defend this guy. Not to defend this guy at all. She could have just been nice, and then he's just like, oh, my God, she wants to bone me. <laughs> oh, it's sad but true. Guys are gross, especially that guy. It's a bad idea to send a message out into space and say, here's everything about us. Here's everything in our DNA. Here's all the elements on our, on our planet. Here's where our planet's at. Here's a map of our planet, and come on down. Come on and hang. It'd be great. We'll grab some beers. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Listen to Stephen Hawking on that one. Probably going to end badly. And again, if you've experienced je m'en vu, one, it's fun to say. And if that ever happens to you, I hope, I hope that you're able to go, oh, my God, je m'en vu. And you'll be like, fuck you, the huff. And you'll jamma vu. And deja vu. Deja vu is still one that really intrigues me. 
I can see the Jema Vu being explained somewhat easily, but the Deja Vu one, uh, I'm on the fence on. I'm on the fence. And unless I see, unless I find a, a, another study that says, of here, here's the obvious reason. It, I just haven't found it yet. And if you guys ever find it, go ahead and send it to me to huffuncensored at gmail.com. I'm fine with that. That'd be great. Then I could follow up with you guys real quick on what, uh, you know, what new information we've discovered. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Huff Uncensored. And if you haven't done so right now, go ahead and do it. Hit the subscribe button. Just takes about a second. And then on, if you have an app for your podcast, whatever your podcast platform you're listening to us on, go ahead. If you go into settings, they have an auto download. So if you're subscribed to me, anytime there's a new episode, it'll go ahead and download it. It takes up hardly any space. It's crazy how little space these podcasts, at least with mine, because my podcasts are like 30 to 40 minutes long. Uh, Joe Rogan, like he's like three hours. It's a lot. They're good. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like, that's a lot. You can do the auto download. So that way, when you're traveling, You'll be able to listen to it no matter what, whether you're in or out of signal. doesn't matter because you already have it downloaded on your device, and then you can listen. Pretty cool. Uh, also, I'm on YouTube. Go to YouTube and search to Huff Uncensored. And again, go ahead and hit subscribe there. Thank you so much to Blake Street Tavern for sponsoring the podcast. Go check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. And especially as you're going into the NBA playoffs right now, NHL playoffs, are coming up, and then baseball season. What a great place to hang out and get all your sports. It's Blake Street Tavern, 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Go check them out. And also Total Beverage. Go to TotalBev.com and get ready for your summer fun. And uh, trust me, TotalBev.com is where you're going to find out all the great deals that Total Beverage has for you. It's the Huff on Censored. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.